Welcome back to Be Great Winning. In today's podcast episode, we're going to be covering the aftermath of the pandemic. It's bigger than just how it played a part in your mental health, but how it's causing an aftermath or effects with your digestive system, therefore your blood sugar and your energy. I have some studies here I'm going to be going off and making it super easy for you to understand. But coronavirus has a great chance of creating issues with your pancreas, even when you don't have it anymore, the aftermath of it. And most people that are still getting COVID today that may not have symptoms when they get COVID are probably unaware of how it's causing problems with their pancreas. So I'm going to read these couple studies to you. I linked them down below, but then I'm going to break it down to what this means and what you can do. So recent studies seen that COVID-19 is a sickness that usually affects the lungs, but it can also cause problems with the pancreas which is a part of the body that helps in digestion and controlling blood sugar. So if you're noticing that you're having issues with digestion, I'm going to tell you exactly what that looks like in a second. And then if you notice that you're having issues with energy. So most people, when I work with them, they're unaware of how blood sugar is affecting their energy systems, which I'll explain those two, break down both of them for you. So this study tells us how COVID-19 can make the pancreas work poorly. Sometimes people who already have diabetes usually might get sicker when they do get COVID-19. But what studies are showing is people that had COVID-19 can develop diabetes. So we've known at the time people were predisposed to metabolic syndromes like heart disease, obesity, diabetes, et cetera. If they got COVID, they had a high chance of suffering a little more than those that didn't. But what the studies are showing now is that coronavirus could be causing diabetes in people. Besides COVID-19 can make it harder for the body to control blood sugar levels. Some people who got COVID-19 ended up with higher sugar levels and insulin resistance, even if they did not have diabetes before. So what we're seeing is these studies are starting to show, some studies are believing that the reason why this is happening is because coronavirus is attacking the beta cells in the pancreas. But the second study that I have here is showing that they're still not so sure on why this is happening. So the second study was a big study, which found people who had COVID-19 were more likely to get type 2 diabetes compared to people who had other affections like a cold or a flu. The risk of getting diabetes was 28% higher in people who had COVID-19. So now doctors are saying we should really pay attention to the pancreas in people who had COVID-19, which I don't know about you, but I believe most of us had COVID-19. I sure did. This includes looking out for new cases of diabetes and acute pancreatitis. So pancreatitis is inflammation in the pancreas. And if you go straight down your sternum, you can you may feel like a little tension. If you're watching this on video, right down the sternum, it may feel like the area of the stomach. It's going to be kind of in that area. I'm not talking about your belly. I'm talking about where your stomach is. You know, your stomach is higher than your intestines. But if you just go on Google and just put pancreas or pancreas pain or pan pancreatitis pain, you can start seeing some illustrations, some examples of that. So what they're starting to see is that people with COVID or had COVID are starting to have issues with the pancreas and may not be making that connection. Also having certain types of good fat may help you uh, fight against COVID-19 because what they found is that people with acute pancreatitis, especially if it's related to high cholesterol levels, can have more problems. Now, if you look at cholesterol levels being high and triglycerides levels being high, the first thing I usually look for with a client is to see if they got their A1C, which is their average blood glucose in the last three months. And then we can kind of see, is this coming from metabolic syndrome because that is a nice pattern that you can see. You can see high blood pressure, um, high A1C, fasting glucose can still be hanging around the high 90s, but or even if it went over 100, that means that, of course, we can kind of like make a better conclusion or assumption, to say the least, 
that, hey, there may be something going on here. Because of COVID-19 and the way it changed how people live, like staying home more, doctors think that they may see more patients with acute pancreatitis. So what the study is also kind of like thrown in there is like, not only does it and can it cause problems with the pancreas, but people are not moving around enough as they used to because most of the stuff we do is over the internet now. Uh, like most of us going to Zoom meetings, or, you know, instead of going into the office for work can be playing a part also with your activity level going down, which can contribute to this as well. I think that there's a huge correlate. I think that has a big part to do with it. But I also think that the mo the root cause is the pancreas itself being affected by COVID-19. This study also talks about how COVID-19 might affect people who have pancreatic cancer and how treatments for COVID-19 can affect the pancreas. So they're also talking about the treatment for it. So not just the coronavirus itself, but the treatment for it. There's a couple of reasons why I want to bring this up because number one, as you can see, the doctors who did this study think it's a good idea to check how the pancreas is doing in those who have COVID-19, including both adults and kids. So the reason why I want to bring this up, and I'm going to bring you through the steps of like what to look out for, is because in the last three months, as I was writing my book and finishing my book, I started to get clients reach out to me who have worked with me, you know, two, three years ago, who did a great job of their programs and lost all the weight and they're living a great life as far as being healthy and having energy out of nowhere, just get diagnosed with type one diabetes. So I did not attach the type one diabetes studies here, but if you want to take some time just to go and look up type one diabetes or onset type one diabetes and coronavirus, you'll find a lot of studies supporting that. Usually they, I think they start one off just with one single person. And then from there, they're growing these studies to get more evidence, but there is correlation between the two. But I had three clients that were really healthy out of nowhere, just get diagnosed with type one diabetes. And I was kind of assuming that had something to do with this because back in 2021, I started getting so many clients that had many digestive issues and energy issues that I'm gonna explain to you. So what happens is the pancreas is responsible for many things, but the two things we can focus on today to make it easy for you is that the pancreas is responsible to release digestive enzymes. And these enzymes help assimilate your nutrition. Well, if the pancreas is having any issues, then you won't be having, you won't be releasing enough digestive enzymes. Therefore, your stool, your bowel movements can either be loose, fatty, foul smelling, floating. And you can even, I can even see people alternate between hard and soft stool, but the worse that it gets, the more loose it gets and the more light colored it can become. Lipase is a digestive enzyme released by the pancreas to break down fat. But when there is issues with the pancreas, I usually see people having issues with lipase first or more than the other two, which is amylase, which helps you break down carbohydrates and protease that helps you break down protein. Secondly, a lack of enzymes will cause major blood sugar problems because you're not a simulating your food correctly. But outside of that, if the pancreas is having problems, it can have problems with insulin. So either a person's going to be producing too much insulin or not enough insulin, which then can have these blood sugar waves. So one moment you feel fine and then boom, you just have these crashes nonstop. And I found people that I've worked with that can't work. They're not working because of this problem. So they are unemployed at the moment because they just don't have the energy to work. And that's a real story. Uh, another thing that I would be looking for if I'm working with a client that I assume that we have to you know, supplement or we have to look out for this is if they have a lot of heart palpations, one of the reasons why is because we can start having problems with blood sugar, digestive enzymes, and then electrolytes. So usually a fluctuation in blood sugar can cause a fluctuation in cortisol and adrenaline because your stress hormones would do everything it can to pull blood sugar back up so you don't go too low on blood sugar. But we can be losing a lot of electrolytes with peeing a lot or having loose stools 
as well, like diarrhea. Now, what starts to happen here is the next thing we'll be looking for is candida or SIBO. And this goes, you know, without saying that if you have a lack of digestive enzymes or if you're having blood sugar problems, you can almost be sure that you can be struggling with candida or SIBO or both. So SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Basically, you have a lot of bacteria that's not supposed to be in a small intestine. It's there. They're overgrowing there. I usually find that being a problem for many different reasons, but just to keep it super simple for you, if you don't have enough digestive enzymes to simulate your food, then you, you're going to compensate in some way. Your, your body and the bugs in your body will compensate. So that means that there's a potential that the bacteria from your colon will swim up and eat it for you. Secondly, candida, which can be in the, it's in the digestive tract. They thrive off sugar that's available. So if you have an ups and downs and fluctuations in blood sugar, they'll come take care of it for you. They will love to take care of it for you. Uh, that's how they, 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 they eat off that. Now, does that mean that this bacteria is bad and candida is bad? Candida is a part of the microbiome. It's a part of the digestive tract, but it becomes, it becomes a candida overgrowth or an, a fungal infection. When you're not, if you're eating something that you can't digest and assimilate correctly, then they'll come and compensate that for you, especially available sugar from all the highs and lows of blood sugar that you're having. So candida will give you symptoms of, you know, craving sugar before bed, um, skin problems, sleeping problems, fungal infections on the toe, like a toenail fungal infection, athlete's foot, jock itch, yeast infections, joint aching and popping is another one. Um, I had to study this at the Czech Institute, and I also studied, um, I keep calling him doctor, the the uh, Doug A. Kaufman, who is the author of The Fungus Link. It's just a great book, by the way. But I have to explain to my clients all the time, you can never beat a, a fungal infection if you have unstable blood sugar. So if you ever meet a pre-diabetic or someone who has metabolic syndrome and doesn't get their blood sugar under control, they'll always have fungal infections. Okay, the next one's going to be a mental. So we're going to start seeing issues with energy, but also lack of motivation and lack of focus and concentration. And a lot of that has to do with the simple fact that you're not going to be assimilating important nutri uh, nutri uh, nutrients like vitamin B, for example. Um, and then if you're not assimilating, if you're not producing enough enzymes, and let's just say light paste is the one that's being the most deficient out of all your enzymes, then you're not going to be able to simulate vitamin A, K, E, and D which then that's fat soluble vitamins. And we all know like a vitamin D deficiency will make you fatigued, right? Vitamin A, K, and E, we can have issues with the skin. We can have issues with seeing in the dark. We're going to have issues with um, blood clots or bruising easily, et cetera. So if you look up any vitamin A, K, E, and D uh, um, or vitamin, fat soluble vitamin deficiencies, what you'll find is just take each of them and just put deficiency and look it up what those, um, what those deficiencies look like and see if you can you know, correlate with those. Now they, when you're not having, you're not simulating, especially fat correctly, then you're going to primarily be simulating more protein or fat. If you are simulating that, um, it depends on where your digestive enzymes look like you're going to have even more of a blood sugar uh, issue. So if you take any pre-diabetic or you take someone that has blood sugar problems and you just stabilize their blood sugar with adding more fat and protein and fiber, the person feels better and they're mentally, you know, clear. They're able to focus, they're able to do work. They feel better. And I think this is the reason why a lot of people that in the recent years are going more carnivore and ketogenic, and they're starting to feel a difference and feel less brain fog and things like that because they're stabilizing their blood sugar one and foremost. But next is that they're probably starving out a lot of fungal infections or SIBO or any type of pathogen overgrowth that may be going down. Number five, the problem that I'm seeing with this is weight issues. So the first stage 
is similar to um, insulin resistance is what I'm seeing. So this person is going to have weight gain, um, issues with their thyroid, usually hypothyroidism is what I'm seeing, digestive issues, like I said. So first, it will begin as um, alternating between hard and soft stool. And then low energy is going to be a big problem for them. And then stubborn fat around the belly and then fatty stool. So when they wipe, I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but if you wipe and it looks like peanut butter, that's a sign um, of, you know, kind of light colored stool. If you kind of see a little food in your stool, these can all be signs that you are lacking enzymes, especially if you're eating and you don't feel like you ate, like you have a full belly and you still feel mentally drained. That may be another sign that you are not assimilating. So you're eating the food, but your body's not getting the nutrition out of that because the pancreas may be lacking enzymes. As things get worse, the poop becomes really loose and watery, uh, becomes more light colored. It becomes foul smelling. When I say foul smelling, people usually always stop me and say, well, isn't poop supposed to stink? And this is the type of poop that's very foul smelling to the point where, you know, a person may have to open up the window, light a match or um, light a candle or something like that. and may feel embarrassed after and it may stick around even when they're done for five, 10 minutes um, because that's what happens when you have undigested fat. It makes a real foul smell. Um, and one of the reasons why is because the bacteria in your digestive tract will try their best to simulate to eat that. So even if you see the poop floating, that's another sign of gas in the bowels from the bacteria. Okay, and then a person will start going to the bathroom a lot. They poop a lot and they start losing the weight and it's not planned. Now, this is a scary part. If that's the case, then we have to move faster with this. Regardless, you should be um, getting a test done. If you feel like you're correlating with this, just to play things safe to make sure you can eliminate this being a possibility. Uh, but the number six, the goal is going to be, if this is the case and it's true for you, to save your beta cells and pancreas by controlling carbohydrate intake and even protein intake in uh, some cases. And I think Dr. Richard Bernstein has amazing work. Um, he is a type one diabetic. I think he's 87 to 89 years old. He still makes YouTube videos. He has a book called Diabetes Solution. But basically he works with type one diabetics and diabetics in general. And he was one of the doctors who introduced and fought for a low carbohydrate diet when people are um, either taking insulin as a type one diabetic or is in a honeymoon phase of becoming a diabetic from prediabetes to type two diabetes. He talks about the importance of making sure that this person immediately starts taking care of their blood sugar because they can save beta cells, save their heart from having issues, et cetera. And you can check out his page. He has a great information, but there's a couple of things that we can do here. The first thing I would do with you is immediately we have to become aware. So when you go into the bathroom, start to see the consistency of your bowels. If you eat a lot more, let's just say hypothetically, you eat a lot of more carbohydrate in your diet, just a, a few more bananas today or a few more uh, sweet potatoes. See if you have a harder crash. See if energy crashes a little more. See if you have sleeping problems that night and then analyze your bowel movements and see what kind of consistency we're getting. Are we getting loose stool? You can, you know, we can be an adult here. Look and see what's going on there. And then say if one day you get a good form bowel movement and you had good energy, stop and think about what you just ate. So doing a food log may be very, very, very wise for you to do so you can get on top of that. But if you notice that you're alternating between the two and you just want to test something, one thing you can test is a digestive enzyme. And before, if you don't have the money or the finances to invest into a digestive enzyme, you can increase foods that are naturally have enzymes. So if you're eating protein, pineapple is known to have some really strong enzymes to help you break down protein. Papaya is another fruit that can help break down food for you as well. So you can just go to fruits that have um, natural digestive enzymes and see if you can feel a little better. Like a banana has enzymes in it. 
Um, but if you're really enzymatic deficient, we have to be careful making sure, you know, if the pancreas is having issues due to blood sugar and insulin, we don't want to throw too much fruit in there. So I know it's kind of like to balance an act, and this is not a, a, a quick fix. This is an ex basically is a try on every situation. And as soon as you figure out what works and what doesn't work, then we stick to that. And then we have energy. Now I'm really big on just making myself take enzymes with each meal. And before this study even came out, after coming across Dr. Edward Howe's work, with Enzyme Nutrition, his book, Enzyme Nutrition, which blew me away. And so I make sure I try to make my best to incorporate enzymes with each meal. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring this to your attention. I hope that this helps. I have some more information down below. I have the studies down below. If you're looking for a good enzyme, I'm a big fan of bio-optimizers. I have that down below. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, let me know your comments down below. Are you noticing any of these symptoms? Um, are you noticing any of like digestive issues, loose stools? Um, are you noticing your weight is, is hard to drop? Are you noticing that your, your hormones been getting out of whack? What I like to do with my clients is say, hey, look, what was your problems in 2018 and 19? And what usually we see is that they were probably leaner at that time or stress wasn't as high as that time. And um, like I said, a lot of it does have to do with a lot of change that we had in the country, in the world um, due to the pandemic. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing this more and more each and every day. And I hope this brought you some awareness. So please let me know um, in the comments down below on YouTube, on Spotify, you can leave a comment. And on when it comes down to Apple, if you listen to this on Apple, uh, you can reach out to me on one of the social platforms that I have listed down below. Peace. For those that listen to me on Apple, you can reach out to me in one of the me or my team in one of the on my e, uh, the info at begreatwinate.com. If you have any questions or if you have any type of comments and concerns you want to leave or you want me to share with the next podcast episode or whatever the case may be. Thank you for being here. Share this with a friend that needs to hear this. If you haven't yet, um, if you watch this on YouTube, like it, please. If you're listening to on Spotify, on Apple, if you leave a review or rating, it really helps my podcast platform and I really appreciate it. See you next time. Peace.